Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Here we are in the middle of another spectacular week in a brand new year. It is January 15th, 2020. What's so goddamn well, funny? Well it's, well, it's spectacular, but you're not saying it with the level of enthusiasm. Because I don't mean it. Yeah, obviously, That's why. Obviously, you don't. I'm trying to talk myself into it. <laughs> Welcome to another Ralph Report. It is, as I mentioned, Wednesday, January 15th. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. We love it when you come along on this goofy journey we call the Ralph Report. Got a great show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, first of all, it's just jam-packed with wonderfulness. That's why. We've got all the entertainment news, of course, coming up with the uh, showbiz beat. We've got your This Day in History, which promises to be very exciting. I bet. Because we're going to be, uh, well, I won't, I won't give it away. Don't ruin I'll, it. I'll save it for later in the is show. Is Steve Ashton back yet? Is he okay? Steve, oh, Steve Ashton. Steve Ashton is jacked up. Really? He is seriously <laughs> What do he do to jacked himself? Jacked up. I don't know. I keep getting the, the odd text saying, <laughs> I can't do anything today, mate. I was, in, I was in the emergency room with my back, and they gave me a bunch of heavy drugs, so I'm just about to pass out, and then... Radio he must stylist. be really jacked up. He is really jacked wow. up. Wow. So here's what I would like you, the Garmy, to do. I would like you to reach out to our beloved Steve Ashton on social media. At Steve Ashton is where you can reach him on Twitter. That's usually where he lingers yeah. is on Twitter. If you have Twitter, reach out to at Steve Ashton and send him some get well love because, uh, you know, we were kidding around yesterday, but apparently he is in genuine oof, pain oof that sucks back pain is the worst as anyone who's ever dealt with it knows hurts to breathe yeah so uh he's on heavy pain meds and he is resting and trying to get well but uh oh, man. he won't be joining us today because he's just he's barely <laughs> poor guy he's barely with us when he's <laughs> with us i can't imagine i, I we've done it a few drunken uh, uk updates but i don't think we've ever done any drugged on, up on heavy opiates so <laughs> i i opted to tell him just take the day and relax and don't don't <laughs> just heal up that's all that matters as i told steve i said spice girls and james corden will still be yeah, there when he gets unfortunately back. that's right so yeah please uh, do me a personal favor and reach out to steve you can send him an email too if you want steve at the ralphreport.com or you can send him as i mentioned on twitter at steve ashton you can send him a little message uh, wishing him the best and telling him to get well, and I'm sure he would appreciate it. Yeah, get that. better, Steve. Uh, one more bit of business before we jump into today's show. I am not usually one to promote other podcasts. It's hard enough to get people to listen to this <laughs> podcast, which is my primary mission. Yes. But I did yes. want to mention this one because uh, these folks are great, and we had a good time doing it. They have a podcast called Pretend, 
And what they do is it's a true, it's more or less a true, one of those true crime pro- podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. They talk about cons. Right. People who are conned by other people. It's called Pretend. You can go to pretendradio.org. And they recently did an entire episode on the Joe Schmo show. Oh, really? Because it kind of fits in with their theme. We did con Matt Kennedy Gould and then some other folks in the uh, subsequent seasons of that show. Yeah. But uh, we did pull one over on Matt in season one, and they are fans of the show, so they reached out to myself, and uh, they reached out to Chase Rogan, who was our most recent schmo in the third season, and they talked to John Holland Moore. Do you know John? John Holland? No, I don't think I do. Comedy writer, super funny guy. He was the uh, brains behind a lot of the great stuff on all three seasons of the Joe Schmo show. They talked to him as well. So I know a lot of people uh, talk to me about the show, how much they enjoyed it, and they they say, uh, you know, they have questions about it. They did a great job. It dropped yesterday, and if you have any interest at all, I'm a, I'm a guest on it as well. You can go to pretendradio.org, and you can listen to it uh, for free there. They also have a Patreon site in case you want to throw them a couple bucks and listen to some other content, but you can listen to that podcast for free if you have any interest in uh, the Joe Schmo show, which was uh, one of the crowning achievements of my career. It's super fun show. It's super fun. Super fun show. And so I'm really proud of that show, and we talked a bunch about it. And it was fun to talk about because I really hadn't dug into those memories in some time. And so we recapped a lot of the uh, the fun stuff from that show. So you can check that all out. All right. Enough about other people's podcasts. <laughs> what about this podcast? That's what I want to know. It's going to be good, I promise. In fact, Doc guarantee. I do guarantee. And let's kick things off with you, the beloved members of the Garmy. Love it when you reach out to us. You can always write us, Ralph at theralphreport.com, Eddie at theralphreport.com, and Steve, as I mentioned, at that same email address. Or you can reach out to us on social media or... Many people like to leave voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you got to do is call it up, leave a message. It's very simple. You know the number by now, one 833 Hey, Ralph. <laughs> same accent as the last time. I know. I should have come up with something else. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it again. one 833 Hey, that wouldn't sound like it hurt. It did. Hi, Ralph is the number. <laughs> Give me a call. Leave me a message. I listen to all of them, and then I pull a bunch that I think are particularly, uh, you know, relevant, and we put them here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. All right, let's kick things off with a phone call that takes me no joy in playing this call, but I think it's important. And I know the show has been a bit of a bummer lately. I know that, folks. I know uh, talking about the Carrie and I splitting up and my dad being sick and then his passing hasn't been a bundle of laughs, all those topics. But we like to keep it light here on the show. We like to give you something to listen to, to maybe uh, take your mind off your troubles when we can. And people tell us all the time that they do. I was so moved by this phone call that I thought it was really important to play it, not just because of the sentiments that are expressed in it, but also because of the topic that it deals with. Hey, Ralph, it's David uh, from Arizona. 
Yeah, I've been a long-time listener, and I know that you've addressed it before about bipolar and depression and stuff. I just really want to thank everybody on the show. You guys have helped me through some of the lowest of my lows, and I have just graduated from one of my IOP treatments, and I am good to go. I feel better than I have in years, and thank God for you guys, because every morning I look forward to your downloads on my way to work, and you guys really helped me get through the day. Um at moments where I literally tried to kill myself um, and moments that I didn't think I could make it through. You've helped me. You guys have helped me so much. You don't even realize how much your show means. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for saving my life. Come on. Oh, my God. Wow. Blows me away every time someone reaches out like that uh, for this goofy, stupid show that we do. And we love doing it. But the fact that it can make anybody's life better in any way yeah. is just mm. remarkable. <clears throat> wow, me. that got me. <laughs> it's uh. And look, depression and uh, mental illness, uh, bipolar disorder, they are brutal brutal diseases but the thing you have to know and i'm so glad that you're doing well and know that we love you please please know um you you i know i know it's tempting sometimes to think you just want to end it all just to check out just to stop feeling the pain but you need to know that it can get better you can get better because you're sick you're not broken no you're not irretrievably damaged. No. You're just sick. And you wouldn't kill yourself if you had a broken leg. No. And you wouldn't kill yourself if you had the flu. No. Just please get help. Help is available. And if you don't find help in the first place, go to a second place and go to a third place. And if you can't find a family member or a friend to help you out, go online or call somebody. But just... Take that first step because you can get treatment and you can get medication and you can feel better. As he said, he's felt better now than he has in years. Yeah. And it's it's possible. It's out there. And I and I implore you. I appreciate that this show can give you some laughs and some relief for an hour or so. But you can get relief permanently. You can get it fixed. You can get well. And so I just ask that if you're struggling with any of those issues do me a personal favor and uh, and talk to somebody and get some help because because yeah. you can you can get treatment now you know that we're in the best of times when it comes to this and there's so. multiple treatments if one doesn't work for you go on to something else i yeah. mean just keep trying keep trying and i'm glad he found the thing that worked for him me too and i'm and i'm especially honored and touched that he thought that we could uh help him out uh, in his in his dark moments with a little goofiness here on this show so makes the whole goddamn thing worthwhile absolutely absolutely all right on to uh, happier subjects well not really jason <laughs> called in with an awful awful subject <laughs> hey ralph jason share here i got a confession to make buddy what's that my daughter harper is six years old and she loves jojo I hate to admit this, but I spend the same amount every month on the Ralph Report <clears throat> as a four-star general yeah. as I do on the JoJo Bow of the Month Club. Oh. That's right. 20 bucks a month, one bow in a box mailed to my house. Wow. I'm sorry, buddy. Please feel free to trank dart me on the way out. No. LMB. Love you. Mean it. 
Bye. Listen, Jason, I don't, I don't condone what you're doing, but I absolutely understand why you're doing it. When it comes to our kids, we all do a lot of very stupid things. And so I can't really punish him for making his six-year-old daughter happy when she gets a bow in the mail from Jojo Seaward once a month. So I can't, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could drum you out of the garment, but I simply can't because I understand what you're doing. We've all done things for our yes. kids that we probably wouldn't do otherwise. So. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Indeed. Oh, this is brutal. 20 bucks a bow, by For the a way. bow. For a bow that probably costs 15 cents. Made in some sweatshop oh, in China. Man. And he's raking, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, Spending twenty oh, bucks a month. God, that, yeah. awful. Yeah, just awful. At least we could do you something every day. Yeah, man. Man. All right, Jill called in. Oh, this brought back some memories. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, this is Jill calling from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, I just listened to today's episode, and when you mentioned the monkey that was co-hosting the <laughs> Today Show, yeah. um, it made me remember something that I used to watch when I was a kid. It was well before my time. I'm only 32, but my mom loved it and had recordings of it. Did you guys ever watch the show Lancelot Link? And it was about a monkey that was a, who was a chimp and he had a private eye. And like all of the chimps on the show chewed gum to look like they were talking. Yes. I feel like sometimes I am remembering something that wasn't, that didn't happen because people uh, don't ever seem to remember it. So I just wondered whether you guys do. Great job. Keep it up. And Andy. Thank you, Jill. Do I remember it? Oh, Do you remember Lancelot Lake? I grew Lake? up watching Lancelot Secret Lake. Chimp? Yes, I watched it all the time. It would never fly today. No. Because <laughs> PETA would come in. They they would come in like paratroopers. Yeah. They would be dropping from the sky. Can't have a chimp in high today. heels. What are you doing? But let me explain the premise <laughs> of Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. They got, actually, it was the show was created by two writers of Get Smart. Yeah. Okay. At the time, they were head writers for the Cower Burnett show in the 70s. They quit that job because they came up with this idea they wanted to pitch to ABC, who bought it, of live action chimpanzees <laughs> dressed as people <laughs> going out on secret spy missions. And then they would oh. give them chewing gum so their mouths would be moving all the time. And then they would go back into the studio and they would have actors dub dialogue into the moving mouths of oh the chimps. I haven't thought about that show in I 20 hadn't years. I had either until Jill brought wow. it up. And of course, naturally, when I heard the phone call, I went into a deep <laughs> YouTube dive of Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp. Oh. I recommend it highly. Oh, I miss that show. I know we have some folks there in the audience who like to partake in uh, herb once in a while, <laughs> smoke up. This is the show for you, because I got to tell you, I can only imagine how fun this would be high. I forgot how cool this the, the intro was, too. Here's a little of the theme song to Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp. Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. He had oh, a girlfriend God. spy named Mata Harry. Yeah, I'm getting flashbacks. Oh, my God. He worked for a secret organization known as APE, oh. which was the Agency for the Protection Against Evil. <laughs> he had arch villains. I'm telling you, this thing is a blast. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, oh. check it out for yourself. Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. They tried to do a version like that called Chimp Lips Theater years later. I don't remember that. It was done by some folks that I actually knew, 
and they did it for Fox Kids programming. This is probably like in the mid '90s, and I actually did a voice or two oh, on you did? that show. Yeah, and it was very <laughs> reminiscent of Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp. So there you go. Thank you, Jill, for bringing us back to wow. uh, those memories. Appreciate it. Christine called in with an excellent idea. This is this is another moment where the show is just right in itself. Hi, Ralph. This is Christine Two Star from Your Belinda. Uh, the AVM Awards is happening on the 25th of this month, and yeah. I loved uh, both times you covered the nominations and the titles. So I was hoping and wondering if you would be willing to do that again, if you can just kind of walk through all the nominations and the titles. Um, if you have time, that would be greatly appreciated. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Done. Done and done. I love <laughs> reading the titles of the nominated films for the AVN Awards, which, as you mentioned, are uh, not this weekend, but next. So that's uh, next week's Ralph Sex oh, You. Perfect. That's sorted. God, I remember that last year. I was dying. We will go through the nominated films for this year's uh, Adult Video <laughs> News Awards, and we'll go in-depth, which is the only way to do porn, especially the anal <laughs> nominees. Um, yeah, we'll go through those, Christine, next week. That'll be fun. We'll do that in Sex You next week. Thank you for the reminder. I almost forgot to do that. I made a note to myself, and then I forgot where I put the note. So that doesn't help. And lastly, Bjorn called in. Bjorn from Cincinnati. I just love saying his name. Bjorn called in because yesterday we were talking about the one million moms who were upset with Burger King. Yeah. Because Burger King had an ad featuring their Impossible Burger, their Impossible Whopper, made from impossible meat. <laughs> Which is impossible. It's impossible. It's you impossible. can't have it. It's impossible. <laughs> um, and they were upset because the word damn was used in the commercial. But right. that's not what this call is about. We talked about the Impossible Burger and what it's made out of. And I said it was made out of people. <laughs> Much like Soylent Green in the old Charlton Heston sci-fi film. Well, Bjorn called in with some information regarding the impossible meat. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. It's Bjorn from Cincinnati, uh, three-star general. Uh, the impossible burger. It's like made out of the same shit that uh, really cheap dog food is made out of. Um, it's mostly pea and vegetable proteins. And then it has a synthetic uh, blood substitute Ooh. inside it and beet juice. And that's why it tastes like meat. So it's the same shit they spray on shitty dog food to make dogs eat it. So uh, for all of our friends who are like, oh, this Impossible Burger is amazing. Yeah, you're eating fucking dog food. All right. Love you, Peter. Bye. Yeah. All right, Bjorn. Oh, man. So that phone call grossed me out. Yeah. But it caused me to think, is, is you know, how much of what he's saying is actually right? Right. So I did a little research myself on the Impossible Burger. And did you know it's it's like a it's it's patented? I mean, that's a that's a trademarked thing. No one else makes the Impossible, the Impossible Burger. Burger. That, I know there's a, it's their own company. I think Del Taco or Taco Bell has uh, Impossible Tacos or something like that. Well, anytime or, you see Impossible, they mu it must be made by this company. Okay. They have the okay. trademark on this particular concoction right. that they make. I think there's another one called Beyond. Oh, like it's Beyond, Beyond Tacos. Burger. Maybe that, it's a Beyond Burger. I think yeah. there's another company that does theirs. Something like that. But Impossible has their own formula. Oh, okay. This is Good. what they do, okay? <laughs> okay. So uh, he's, he's semi-right. He's not nearly He sounded bad. very angry about it. Yeah. He's very angry about it. Well, a lot of what he said I did in my research, I found out was um, was sort of spread by the meat industry. Oh. Trying to make Impossible look bad because gotcha, they're gotcha. threatened by the of Impossible Burger. Of course they are. Of course they are. But I did some research, and here's what I came up with. This is from several sources, so I think this happened. 
happens to be true. He's right. It is made up of plant proteins. Oh, we knew that. Yes. It is made from a blend of soy and potato proteins. Hmm. I didn't even know there was that much protein in a potato, but apparently there is. Now, soy has a bad reputation with some people. They say yeah. it can uh, fuck with your hormones. Up your levels like of estrogen, I believe. That's what I believe, too. Yeah. But the uh, surprisingly, the impossible vice president says that's not the case. <laughs> well, that's something he would say, isn't it? Toe in the company line. Uh, the first version was made with wheat protein, but they've taken that out because now the impossible burger is gluten-free. So oh. even people with uh, intolerance to gluten can eat it. So there you go. So that's part of it. Now, it's made up of protein, fat, binders, and flavor. So let's break it down. We've got the protein part. The fat, and the reason an Impossible Burger will sizzle when it hits the grill oh my God. is because it comes from a combination of coconut oil and sunflower oil. Okay. That's what they put into this stuff to make it seem... Since there's no fat in it, they're putting oil in it to make, to make it, it That pop. mouth feel also, uh, when you eat it, you want it to feel like little, beef. A little slimy. You want, you want a little greasy action <laughs> yeah. when you're eating one, right? <laughs> um, everything is held together by a binder called methyl cellulose. Methyl cellulose is a, uh, a chemical compound that is derived from cellulose. We were just talking about right. cellulose. The stuff they make billiard balls out of. Right. It's yes. like plastic. Yes, basically. It is used mm. as a thickener and an emulsifier in a number of food and cosmetic products. Mm. It is non-digestible, yeah. non-toxic, mm -hmm. and non-allergenic, they claim. So how does the body, the body can't break it down, It's right? not. No, no. In fact, methyl cellulose is often marketed as a laxative, Eddie, as you <laughs> as you should know. In Metamucil and things like that. What was that stuff that was in the potato chips like 10, 15 years oh, ago? that was that fake uh, fat thing. Yeah, had. like spolestra or something weird. Uh, it, something it would make like you that. just shit your pants. <laughs> you just, but like... Anal pro leakage. Profuse anal leakage, oh, they claim. Yeah. I man. forget what that f fat substitute was. But this isn't that. This okay, is this is different. Yeah. All right. And as for the flavor, they put a thing in called Hemi. Hemi is a flavor compound that is an iron-containing organ organic compound found in all living things. Now, in animals, it is an important part of the protein uh, hemoglobin, which is uh, in your blood. Yeah. It carries the oxygen in your blood. So Hema carries oxygen in all living things. In animals, it's blood, but in plants, it's also Huh. contained in the, these plants, but it's found in their root systems. Okay. So here's what they do. <laughs> Food scientists from Impossible insert DNA from soy roots into genetically modified yeast, and there it ferments and produces large quantities of this soy he hemi, and, or hemi, I guess it's called. And then they use that in the mixture to create the flavor of meat that metallic bloody flavor you get you yeah, know you know yeah. when you bite your lip and you yeah. taste your own blood yeah that metallic flavor that's right. the iron in your blood so they replicate that flavor oh. by getting genetically mm. um genetically uh, modified organisms filled with this stuff Hema. from soy roots and then they put it into the burger. okay so that's what it's made of yeah now it's one thing to talk about it. yeah it's one thing just to talk about it but i thought since we're we're gathered here, hold on a second. I had our friends from Grubhub, not a sponsor, but I love to use them. I had them run out and pick us up a couple Impossible Whoppers. Oh, perfect. So I've got them here in this bag. I ordered one with no tomato and no pickles. Thank you. Just for you, Eddie Pence. That's so nice. So I thought we would break these out and have a little taste test on the air right. of the Impossible Burgers. Now, um, 
I'm not going to bore everyone as we unwrap these and everything. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put the show on hold, and then we'll come back, and then we'll have the taste test, all right? So we can cut down on the crinkling sound, and we can just, we can eat this. Some people right? like that. Do they? Is this an ASMR? Yeah, ASMR. Mm. Oh, it's tangled. My neck. My neck. Do you, are you responsive to A little bit. A little bit. That tangled my ears a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They got me a little bit. That did get me a little bit. <laughs> All right. We're going to put the show on hold. We're going to unwrap our Impossible Whoppers, and then we're going to eat them uh, here live on the Ralph Report. Please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. And here's what we're also going to do. We, we thought of it during the break. Um, is that is that cockeyed, that camera? It's a little tilted. A little, it's it like, looks like we're... Looks, looks like we're seen from Batman. Looks, we're, we're in the villains, it is a little jilted. One of the villain's outposts. Uh, we're going to actually film this as well, because last time we ate something on the air, everybody said, oh, I wish I could see yeah, what they it looks like when they ate. Eat. I don't know what your weird fetish is about watching us eat, but... <laughs> Uh, we're going to film it and we'll put it up as bonus content for the uh, two, three, and four stars. Am I the Robin to your Batman? Is that you why are. You're, you're the Robin like to that? my Batman. That's why you, Robin's on your side and Batman's <laughs> on my side. We are here in the new Batcave that is sparsely decorated, so I just threw some stuff behind us so it wouldn't be so boring. Um, all right, so we're here where you got our Impossible yeah. Burgers loaded up. Now, after everything we've heard and know about this meat, it will be interesting, I think, to give this a sample but we're going to eat this on the air and see what we think. These are the Impossible Whoppers from Burger Before King. Before eating it, I've noticed how uh, angular the edges of the burger are. It, it doesn't look... Um, it's molded. It, it it's looks a mold. extruded. It looks like <laughs> when you had Play-Doh and it would come out of a mold, and which you know, the fuzzy pumper. That, that's a good sign. It looks like something came out of a mold. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But let's see what the flavor is like. You ready? Okay. It kind of tastes like a Whopper. Tastes like a Whopper. Tastes exactly like a Whopper. That's because all the stuff is on That's it. That's true. It's all the mayo and the... So, I guess you could put a piece of cardboard in there with that stuff on it. It would taste like the Whopper. It wouldn't be far off. All right, I'm going to... It's gonna, a little drier. I'm going to pull my... I'm going to pull my patty off. All right. That's not a euphemism. Just to see... Oh, yeah. The, the patty looks way worse than an actual... Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It tastes like damn meat. It tastes like meat. It's a little drier than actual meat, but it tastes like meat. It tastes a lot like meat. It tastes exactly like, yeah. Like not enough that I would, if you gave this to me. It was a taste test between a Whopper and this. I don't think I would be able to tell the difference. I wouldn't be able to tell either. Interesting. So it's genetically modified plant meat, but I would eat that and be satisfied. Yeah, and probably feel better about yourself. Well, they say it in terms of the environment. It's much healthier because you don't get all the waste from cattle and, yeah. and, and, and the, the gases and everything. And uh, it's more cost efficient. It's better for the planet. They're saying this is the way we should go. If we're going to eat meat, we should all start eating plant-based meats. I, I could I do it. I would eat that. I think I could do it. And what a breakfast, huh? And I'm not a guy Whopper who... Whopper breakfast. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm not a guy who really goes in for um, the vegan stuff, but if I... Just had to eat that as beef for the rest of my I life. I could do that. I'd be happy. And it doesn't, you don't feel it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like heavy like the greasy heaviness of a burger when you bite into it. Mm -mm. No, that's good stuff. They're not bad. Yeah. Well, thanks for the whopper. You're welcome. The impossible we, whopper. I don't think we should finish them here on the show because <laughs> we do have other stuff to do. But there you go. So uh, Bjorn, 
I know uh, you didn't, uh, you don't like it, but we ate it and we like it. Wasn't it. bad. It wasn't bad at all. So, again, not a sponsor, Burger King. If you're listening, <laughs> unlike one million moms, you can say whatever you want on this show. Fuck, that was good. You say that's a good fucking <laughs> burger right there. Ah, oh, I'd so, suck a cock <laughs> to eat that burger. Dip your balls in my mouth. That's good. <laughs> oh my god, I'd take a face full of jizz if I could get another <laughs> Impossible Burger. You can say all of that. So Burger King, Burger Burger King, Burger King, feel free to advertise here, please, on the Ralph Report. Thanks to everybody who called in. I appreciate oh. it. You too can be featured here on this segment known as Garmy on the Line. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror as we do at uh, this time each and every show. Not every show, Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, that Monday throws me. <laughs> uh, we look in the rearview mirror and see what happened on this day, January 15th, in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen. queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history You know, there's no aftertaste there's no for aftertaste. anything no. Have you ever tried vegan cheese? No. That tastes like ass. They're real oily? Yeah, and it smells like feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it has, it's the most oh. cheesiest smelling cheese you've ever smelled. It's just wrong. And it's like, oh, it's just like regular cheese made from cashews. No, it's no, not. Vegan no. cheese oh. does not fly with This me. isn't bad at all. No, I keep thinking about it. I know. All right. All right, let's take a look. Excuse me. <laughs> it's backing up on me a little bit. There's that laxative effect. <laughs> I might have to run out Better during the show. The anal leakage you're going to get later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out what happened on this day, January 15th. In 1535, King Henry VIII declared himself the head of the Church of England. Oh, must be good to be the king. He First of all, he invented that church because, as I mentioned before, the Catholic Church wouldn't have given him an annulment for his uh, right, he wanted to leave that woman and go to go a different another one. one. Yeah. But he didn't want to divorce her. He just wanted to annul. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. So he said, all right, fine. I'll start my own religion, and I'll make myself the head of it. And then did he behead one of the well, queens? Yeah, sure. He yeah. killed a bunch of his wives, but who hasn't had that feeling? That's true. Once in a while. <laughs> More so lately than usual. <laughs> Uh, 1559, Elizabeth I was crowned Queen of England in Westminster Abbey. So here's a little couple shout-outs to Steve Ashton and our other UK yeah. listeners. God, I want to hear about his take on the royal family. Yeah, I'm dying to hear that, too. I know. Because he hates them. And I don't know whether he hates these guys for leaving the royal family or he's behind right. them. Right. Oh, there's oh, so many questions. Get better, Steve. 1777, the people of New Connecticut, later known as Vermont, <laughs> declared their independence from England. And England said, I'm sorry, who are you again? You're the si We shit things bigger than your state. We don't care whether was, you're independent or was not. Was there already a Connecticut before a new Connecticut? I'm assuming so. Or did they get Connecticut from somewhere else? Oh, they probably did. Yeah, usually when it's a new something, it comes from another country. Right. There must be a Connecticut been weird. somewhere. We're like, oh, we were going to take Connecticut. Oh, damn it. Oh, I guess we're, we're new, Connecticut. new Connecticut. <laughs> new and improved Connecticut. We're impossible Connecticut. <laughs> we're just like Connecticut, only we're better for you. But later on, they were called Vermont. In 1797, oh, this is a big day. John Etherington of London, another British fact. John Etherington of London, he was a London haberdasher 
familiar with a, what a haberdasher is? Is that a fans? shoemaker? No. No, it's a clothier guy. Makes yes. clothes, right? Yes, yes. Men's clothes. Men's clothing. And, 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 uh, haberdashery. And, and hats. Hats and especially. clothes. Hats and jackets and such. He created the best hat ever. The top hat. He invented the top hat. He invented the top hat. He wore the top hat for the first time ever on this day in 1797 in London. There wasn't a top hat before 17? Nope. He came up with it. And he was charged with disturbing the peace. Because of the top hat? Yes. Because people were so like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) What is that There was a crowd of people around him as he walked down the streets in London and the police had to show up. And they charged him with disturbing the peace. Wow. Charges were later dropped. But... (laughs) Still, that's the kind of that's that's fashion yeah, right there. I guess people stop in the street and no. say, "Look at the size of that hat. <laughs> that hat is huge. That's the tallest hat I've ever seen." He wasn't naked wearing the hat. Was no, he, he was oh, just wearing was just the, hat. the hat. Without him, we wouldn't have the penguin. Think of all the things we would. Frosty have. the snowman. Frosty would still be just standing there. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. What? Oh, he'd have nothing. Any nothing magician. On his head. Oh, magicians would be screwed. <laughs> Can't pull a hat. You can't pull a a rabbit out of a beanie. (laughs) Can't pull a rabbit out of a bowler. You need a top hat. (laughs) The Monopoly guy. Well, Monopoly guy screwed. He would be. He would just be cold. He had nothing covering his head. (laughs) On this day in 1861, you know what I say about the 1800s, Eddie Pence? Ripe with inventions. So many goddamn inventions. This is one of the great ones. What would we do without Elijah? Elijah. Elijah. Elijah Otis. Elijah Otis came up with a pretty important invention. It was the first public elevator. Oh, I bet that was scary. The steam-powered elevator. There was a steam engine in the basement, and that's the thing that would pull the elevator up and down the floors of a department store. It was the E. Hotwatt Company store in Manhattan, and they had the first public elevator in their store. I wonder if it had brakes on it. Actually, Elijah Otis, his first invention was the elevator break. Oh, okay. That's good. He started off making freight elevators. Right. And then he said, people could use these, but the freight elevator kept plummeting to the ground. (laughs) And so he said, we should probably figure something out where that won't happen. Okay, at least that was a priority. So that was the first step. And then he invented the steam-powered elevator. All right. On this day in 1870, the donkey was first used as a symbol for the Democratic Party in a political cartoon in Harper's Weekly magazine. Oh, why? Did they say why? It, they they did, oh. actually. The donkey was associated with Andrew Jackson's 1828 presidential campaign. His opponents called Jackson a jackass for his views. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, entertained by the insult, and so he would use that image on his campaign posters, and eventually a political cartoonist Thomas Nass started using the donkey as the as the symbol for the Democratic Party in his uh, cartoons. Right, right. I remember that now. In 1882... The first United States Ski Club was formed in Berlin, New Hampshire. Hmm. Hmm. Must have been a lot of rich people. Hey, what are you doing? Skiing? What are you doing? Skiing? <laughs> you want to do it together? <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> they shook hands and the club was born. Uh, in, in 1907, the first gold dental inlays were used by a dentist named William Taggart. Like what? Like gold teeth? No, uh, gold uh, fillings. Oh, just gold First fillings? time they stuck gold in your holes in Was your that what teeth. they used to do? Gold? Gold was used, yeah. Oh. That's why there was so much grave robbing going on. Oh, that's right. Because uh, they would steal the gold out of people's uh, heads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody smells the Impossible Burger. I think so. I think Reggie wants some <laughs> Impossible Burger. He's in here licking his lips. <laughs> I haven't seen him all day, and suddenly he's paying us a visit. Actually, he might have to go, uh, go to the bathroom. Yeah. 
He's already thrown up in here once, oh, by good. the way. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, I love this dog. <laughs> I'm going to go take him to the bathroom. So we're going to put the show on hold again <laughs> briefly because I don't it's want... the first. I don't want dog urine <laughs> or poop or vomit on my new rug here in the new Batcave. Please hold. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are... Why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And we're back. So uh, where were we? De- teeth. Teeth. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I had a, another tooth I had to get worked on at my dentist. Oh, from that great dentist? Yeah. No, yeah. no. The great one was the one who fucked me up. But oh, I, got, yeah. I got the new one now. Okay. Who uh, fixed my other one. Right. And now on the other side, I had an old filling in there, one of the uh, amalgam fillings, oh, the, one, the mercury. The mercury ones, up. yeah, yeah. So he said, we got to take that out. We're going to fill that in with, they use uh, resin now or something. It okay. matches your tooth enamel. You don't even see it. I don't even see it anymore there. then. Yeah. So uh, he fixed the one side. So I had to go in for the other side. And they gave me, have you ever had the block? Have you ever had t- dental work done? Yeah. Where they stick the Novocaine needle down deep into the vein that, 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 oh, that the big nerve, nerve that runs, that runs along, along yeah. your jaw. I've had that done. To kill the entire yeah. side of your face. So they do that and they uh, jack me up and then they put a temp in there and they got a mold and they're going to put it in later. So I get home and I'm starving. <laughs> and so they say, don't eat on it because it's still setting and stuff. And I was like, well, I can't eat regular food. I'm just going to eat some soup. So I got some lentil soup. You ever had lentil soup? No. It's so good. I got some lentil soup out, and I warmed that up. And uh, they warn you. They say don't uh, heat anything up too hot right? because you won't be able to tell if you're burning oh, burn yourself, yourself or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure it was nice and just lukewarm soup. And I'm eating the soup, and I go, wow, there's one something there. It's really chewy. What is that? Oh, God. And I'm chewing no. on it, and I'm chewing on Please it. Please don't be. And I go, uh-oh. And I go in the mirror and I look in the inside of my lip and I had chewed a hole in the inside of my oh. lip. Oh. <laughs> I had bitten through my lip. Oh. Blood was coming out of my lip. <laughs> oh, my God. But I had no idea because the entire side of my face was Oh, my bad. God. Did they have to put stitches in or anything? No, it was, it was bad, but it wasn't like oh. that bad. And oh. luckily, the inside of your lip heals up pretty quickly. Wow. But uh, it was a pretty good gash I had put in there. <laughs> chewing just away. chewing like an idiot. Just chewing on my own lip. <laughs> this is good. Real good. <laughs> I don't remember any meat being it in lentil like iron. soup. <laughs> it tastes like iron. It was the impossible lip. <laughs> Dear God, I'm an idiot. All right. Um, <laughs> what else? 1915 on this day, John Van Wormer was granted a patent for his Pure Pack. It would take, take 10 more years before anyone could invent a machine that would actually make what he had designed. But he was the first guy to come up with this. You know what it was? Pure Pack. Yes. It was the milk carton. Oh. 1915. He said, there must be a better way to deliver milk than with these glass bottles. I'm going to make something out of paper. And he came up with the, what he called the Pure Pack, which was the first carton. I didn't know the milk, milk carton was that old. Well, actually, they had to wait till 1925 till someone could figure out how to build it. They needed a machine that would fold the paper properly and, and mass seal it up it? and secure it to mass produce it. Wow. Yeah, but he came up with the idea. Uh, 1934, John Dillinger 
robbed the first national bank in East Chicago, Indianapolis on this day. It's a dumb name for a city in Indianapolis, <laughs> by the way. He was shot several times by Officer William O'Malley, but he just walked away. Really? You know why? Why? He was wearing a bulletproof vest, Eddie. Smart. Smartest bank robber ever. Wow. Wow. So you must have been the first bank robber ever to do that, He right? must have been, yeah. But that's genius. That is, that's good bank robbing right there. You aim for the head. Yeah. Uh, 1943, the world's largest office building, the Pentagon, was completed on this mm. day to house the U.S. military. Yeah. The reason it was uh, op- it was ready to go in uh, months prior, but the, they had to finish one thing before they would move people into the Pentagon. The bathrooms? No. That's, oh. a, good, that's a good guess, oh. though. Air conditioning. They had oh. to finish the air conditioning. Yeah, you need that in D.C. You do. Can you imagine the summertime oh. in the world's largest office building with no air conditioning? It's a swamp. It would be Literal brutal. swamp. In 1947, on this day, the brutalized corpse of Elizabeth Short was found in Limert Park here in Los Angeles, California. Her case was so famous... She later became known simply by the nickname they gave her at the coroner's office, the Black Dahlia. Didn't it? Is that thing they just found the torso? Where's the one, one that they just uh, found the torso? She was all there, but not in one piece. Uh, there was the torso was here, and then the legs were right, over right. there. Okay, and it, okay. was, it was not pretty. In 1958, this song debuted for the first time. How could we have frat parties without this song? <laughs> Tequila. Break dancing. Uh, I'm break dancing. <laughs> In 1961, Barry Gordy signed an all-girl group called the Primates to Motown Records. They were young girls. In fact, they had auditioned for Barry Gordy earlier, but they were still in high school. And he said, come back when you're older. But they didn't give up. They kept showing up at Motown. Eventually, he relented and allowed them to come in and do some background vocals on some songs, do some hand claps on some other songs. But they kept wanting to be on Motown. He finally relented, signed the girls to his label under the condition they changed their name. He gave them a list of names to choose from, including suggestions like the Darlene's, the Sweet Peas, the Melodies, the Royal Tones, the Jewelettes. They resisted all of them. There's only one name on the list they liked, and that was the Supremes. More music news. In 1965, on this day, the very first single from this UK band was released. Here, uh, it was released in the United Kingdom. Here, it was released earlier in December of 1964. It was released in the United States. Here's the first single from a band called The Who. On this day in 1967, the very first Super Bowl was played. Actually, it wasn't the Super Bowl at the time. It was the AFL-NFL World Championship game. They didn't change the name to Super Bowl until uh, 1969. But the first uh, Super Bowl, the first championship game played between which two teams? Do you know? Green Bay and Dallas, right? Uh, Very close. Green Bay and Kansas City. Green Bay and Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. That's right. I was thinking of the uh, the, uh, Ice Bowl. Yeah. Uh, 1974. A panel of experts reported that the Watergate tapes that were handed over by then-President Nixon were missing 18 and a half minutes. Mm. Hmm. Sure, you can have all the tapes. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Seems to be some gaps here. I didn't say there's going to be stuff on them. In 1974, also on this day, 
An 11-year run began for one of the biggest sitcoms of the 1970s. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps, ready to race to you. Happy days, 11 years on the air. Wow. You can't really count those last three. No, they, they literally jumped the shark. It was it was just, uh, it was Ted McGinley. And, <laughs> the sitcom killer. And Anson Williams. There was like three guys left on that show by the end. In 1975, on this day, Space Mountain opened up there at Disneyland. Oh, still one of the best rides in the park. Great ride. In 1977, the first sketch on Saturday Night Live ever to feature the beloved characters known as the Coneheads. Coneheads oh. debuted on this day. That's a funny sketch. Yeah, it was. For those who aren't familiar, it was Dan Aykroyd's uh, genius idea to have a family move into a neighborhood that were from another planet, but they kept telling everyone they were from <laughs> France, and that would explain how their giant pointed <laughs> cone bald heads that they walked around oh, in. Oh, my God. So much pop culture came out of that sketch. Yeah. We used to quote it endlessly. Yeah. Consume mass quantities. It was or something huge. Every time they ate. Yeah. We were from France, another... <laughs> Uh, here's a little sketch from Saturday Night Live. This is them coming in to uh, have cocktails with their new next-door neighbors, the Farbers, played by John Belushi. They thought they were the Coens who had moved in next door, <laughs> and turns out that, that they got the name slightly wrong. Uh, Cohen. Cohen. Is that spelled with an H? Conhead. The name is Conhead. Cohen. We come from France. Oh, yes. oh France. Well, that explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> on 2000, in 2001, on this day, Wikipedia was launched on the internet. Oh, 2001, I didn't know it was that old. yeah, it's 19 years old today. Happy birthday, Wikipedia! And in 2009, Chelsea Sullenberger, better known to his pals as Sully, landed a plane on a river. Yeah, still stuns me. Did you ever see the movie? I never saw the movie. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. Yeah, was it good? Great. I never saw it. It's really great. Uh, he landed U.S. Airways Flight 1549 on the Hudson River shortly after taking off from LaGuardia Airport. The miracle on the Hudson became known. And then lastly, in 2019, the World Economic Forum announced that by 2050, the plastic in the world's oceans will outweigh all the fish that live in That's the world's oceans. Frightening. That's fine. I'll be eating Impossible Burgers by then. I won't mind. I won't need anything from the ocean. Everything well, you're going to need it to digest the Impossible Burger. Everything will just be extruded out to me into a platter on a, in a patty, and I'll just eat that way. All right. Uh, you know what I like to do at this point? We talk about a food-related day in history. Then we find out if Eddie Pence will eat something or not. We're on a bit of a roll, I have to say. We've done it two days in a row. Two in a row. And he's eaten. So we'll find out what happens on this day in 1919. Two million gallons of molasses flooded Boston, Massachusetts in what is still known as the Great Molasses Flood. Really? Yes. There was a tank holding two million gallons of molasses in Boston's north end, and the tank burst. God. Flooding the streets of Boston, drowning 21 people. People died in it? And injuring 150. Oh, my God. The cleanup had to be Awful. Six months it took them wow. to clean up the streets of, from the molasses. That had to be the slowest moving flood of all time. The smell of molasses lingered for decades, Whoa. according to witnesses. Decades? Yes. And actually, the, 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 the molasses poured out of the tank like a tsunami wave, reaching the speeds of up to 35 miles that per fast? hour, Eddie. I didn't know yes. molasses moved that fast. You know why? 
it's a non-Newtonian fluid. Uh, That's why. Right, of course. Some people are very excited about non-Newtonian fluids. I didn't know that. None more than Dwayne, who called in to give me the heads up to beg me to talk about non-Newtonian <laughs> fluids. Hey, Ralph, it's Dwayne from Long Beach. Calling to remind you that January 15th is Great Molasses Flood Day. Right, of course. Now, listen, I was thinking that, that when you bring it up, you could go on to talk about non-Newtonian fluids sure. uh-huh. and just increase that value that we get, get a little a little learning out to the people. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Jesus. Uh, Hand check. Did you have someone die in the flood? Man. Yeah, I think weirdest thing you've ever masturbated to should be our next topic. <laughs> um, Non-Newtonian fluid. What exactly is that? Well, it's a fascinating topic, quite frankly, because most fluids mm-hmm. adhere to Isaac Newton's law of viscosity, meaning the, the viscosity of a fluid remains constant, independent of any stress that you put on it. Most fluids will flow in a in a standard regular rate regardless of how much stress is put on them okay but there are some fluids known as non-newtonian fluids that their viscosity changes when under force either they become more liquid or more solid depending on how much force is put upon that's them. interesting now molasses happens to be one of those fluids so does example for example ketchup oh that's why it explodes if, if you take ketchup and you shake <laughs> right it, then it's much more liquid and will flow out of the bottle. If you just turn it upside down because it's at rest, it stays more solid and it's harder to get out of the That's bottle. That's weird. That's why you shake ketchup before you right. use it. Yeah. So molasses is one of those fluids. So you would think, oh, I can outrun a flood of molasses. But because <laughs> it changes its viscosity and was under such pressure because it was in that large tank, it was actually swallowing people up and suffocating. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. That's a terrifying thing. All right. So molasses is today's food. Usually it's used as a flavoring in a lot of food. Here in the United States, it's used in, uh, well, it's used in rum, the production of rum, of course. A whole grain bread sometimes used it. Barbecue sauces. Um, some beers are brewed with it, such as stouts and porters. But primarily here in the States, the main thing it's used for is gingerbread. Every time around the holidays when you eat a gingerbread cookie or a gingerbread house, you need to know that molasses was used in making that gingerbread. Is gingerbread something that Eddie Pence would eat? There's only one way for us to find out. We got to pull that handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Here we go. We got one gingerbread man, two gingerbread, three gingerbread man. Eddie Pence is eating gingerbread. Wow. This is our second cookie, I think, this week. Maybe. Is it? Yeah, maybe. Um, ginger- a lot of money. I want a lot of money. Gingerbread here. can be a little uh, spicy sometimes. No, I like a good. I don't mind a good it's, spicy it's a, gingerbread it's a, cookie. It's a little. It's not your usual uh, I cookie. Like, I like it with a good snap to it. Sure, yeah. If it snaps, I don't like them when they're a little too soft. You do you eat gingerbread men? Yeah. The gingerbread house. Yeah. Hmm. I don't like the frosting on it. I'll take oh, the frosting boy. off. Here we go. I take the. It's, I'm not a big frosting person. It's How too, do you eat cake? I don't. I like the. I like the the whipped frosting where it's a little more fluffy, like uh-huh. a whipped you cream. You don't like hard. Frosting. I don't like the hard frosting. Mm. It's too. Uh, I don't know. It's just too sugary. All right. Well, look. I'm. But, I'm surprised you eat gingerbread. I eat gingerbread, man. I like gingerbread. Would you eat like a spoonful of molasses if I gave it to no. you? No. It's delicious. It's well, sweet. It's it, no. It's sweet Mm-mm. like syrup. Mm-mm. Mm, I should have gone with molasses. <laughs> no. 
I, but instead, I went with the gingerbread. Should've but if you cook instincts. it into a gingerbread, I'll eat the gingerbread. All right, three in a row. Straight up know? molasses now. That's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. All right, let's take a look at the showbiz news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Congratulations, Eddie. What? Today, at some point, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is set to cross the $1 billion mark at the global box office. Hooray. Your little Star Wars franchise rakes in another <laughs> <Mine>. billion dollars. <laughs> that will make it Disney's seventh $1 billion release in 2019. They're letting it carry over. Oh, they're letting it carry over? Because it was released last year. That's nuts, so man. And Endgame had $2 billion, So it's technically $8 billion worth of movies. Yeah, in seven films. In seven films. $8 billion. Not too shabby, right? Crazy. While we're talking about huge franchises, it has been announced that Billie Eilish will be recording the James Bond theme to the new film No Time to Die. Really? Yeah. It's an odd choice, it sounds like. Here's the thing. It doesn't bother me. I think she's very talented. But lately, they have been on a run of trying to get whoever is the hot, the hot name yeah. in music news to do the title. And that seems a little thirsty to me, as a the kids bit. say. Just a little bit, a little too desperate, trying a little bit too hard. Well, this will make us uh, relevant. Let's get Billie Eilish to do our theme song. Yeah. Then it won't be a 50-year-old franchise. Yeah. It's just, just let it be James Bond. Just, just do the best theme song you can get with the right. best people and don't worry about who's hot was they, a, who did, when did Adele do one two was it two ago was that Skyfall Skyfall she did Skyfall two, two, two ago two, two movies ago yeah and two was like the hot thing at the time exactly right? but they do it they've done it for years they did it with Madonna yeah they did it with Duran Duran yeah. they did it with AHA I mean whatever is in the news music wise they they will try to grab that person and sometimes it doesn't age that well like Madonna's like yeah. AHA's it's, yeah anyway that's yeah. Uh, Hans Zimmer is going to do the music for it. I don't know if I mentioned that enough, but that's good news. That's good news. He's uh, he's super talented. Hey, it's my favorite uh, crime, ongoing crime drama, <laughs> Operation Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. You know, this is the rich people trying to buy their way, their kids' way into college. Yeah. Felicity Huffman actually did some time because she got busted. Remember her excuse? She was tearfully saying in court. I was afraid my daughter wouldn't get into good acting school because she's not very good academically. Okay. And at the time we said, you're an idiot. <laughs> your husband's Bill Macy and you're Felicity Huffman. Yeah. Your daughter's not going to need to go to no. an acting school if she wants to get into acting. They already know every casting director in town. That's all that matters. So the kid didn't go to acting school. And guess what? She just got a huge role in season two of The Twilight Zone, the revived series by Jordan Peele, the 19-year-old is going to be starring in an episode called Among the Untrodden. She will be the lead in the episode. Oh. It turns out she didn't have to go to a high-profile acting school at all. At least this didn't hurt her career at all. Yeah. It probably did it better probably. because everybody was talking about her. <laughs> Speaking of ugh, <laughs> CW has announced they're rebooting Walker, Texas Ranger. No, why? Because... Because that's a name that people might recognize from 30 years ago. Not with Chuck Norris, though, right? No, no. Okay. They're using a Jared Padalecki. Who? Jared Padalecki was one of the co-stars of the long-running Supernatural series. Oh, on okay, network. okay, okay, okay. In fact, the series predated the network. It was on the WB that's first. Right. And then they kept 
when they changed over to the CW, they kept it. But I was on the air, I think, for like 12 seasons or something. Anyway, the show is done, but they're not letting him go. They're going to uh, stick him in Walker, Texas to the role Ranger. of Walker, Texas Ranger. No. Why? It, would it matter if he was just Steve, Texas Steve, Ranger? Steve, Oklahoma cop. Al, <laughs> Rhode <laughs> Island parking Enforcement. Enforcement officer. It just, <laughs> Those it, are, stop it. Just stop it. A Supernatural was an original idea, right? And that, yes. that ran forever on Everyone their network. Everyone loved it. Then, two, two brothers trying to, I forget, I never saw the show. But it was like two <laughs> brothers was great. hunting down demons or something. It, well, it wasn't that original, but still. But it lasted forever and it wasn't, it wasn't named after something else. something else, for God's sakes. And this is great news. Lastly, uh, Cardi B has announced she wants to get into politics. Got my vote. Got my vote. Why not? Why not? That's the way I look at it. At this point. Here's the thing. If you have a turd in the toilet, you you don't just gently flush it. Because it might just linger and stick around and float or whatever. You give it a good, hard yeah. flush because yeah. it's it's over. Yeah. It's all over. Get rid of it all. And so government now is just a turd. Yeah. So let's just flush it. Flush it all. Let away. everybody in. Let in rappers yeah. and game show hosts and just, what the hell? Everything. Doesn't matter Look, anymore. Soon there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish. So what are we fighting so hard no, for? We're, we're literally circling the drain. So might as well go down as fast as possible. Uh, she has someone supporting her. High-profile political name has uh, come forward to support her. Did you see this story? Is this? Yeah, I think I think I know who it is. Bernie Sanders. Yep. <laughs> That's who I thought it Bernie was. Bernie Sanders has stepped up and said she would be great in politics. Cardi B is deeply concerned about what's happening in the country. He said she knows what it's like to live in poverty and struggle. It would be great for her to bring that experience to politics. Is this? Is you think this is someone who's not polling well with the African American vote? Is trying to. Poll well with the African American vote. Damn if I know. Is that that's what it seems like? Here's what she announced via Twitter: I think I want to be a politician. I really love government, even though I don't agree with government. She uh, spelled government wrong, by the way. Of course so she did. That's all you need to know. Her biggest cause, by the way, that people who know her say, is the environment. She is really concerned with fresh air, in particularly. Pussy brave it. You want a yeast infection, bitch? Pussy brave it. You got me fucked up. Pussy brave it, bitch. Very important to get fresh air into certain parts of her body. Could you imagine her state of the union? Oh, my God. Let me I tell you something. It. My pussy is so, so, so hot right now. So full of water. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, January 15th. Guitarist Adam Jones of the band Tool is 55 years old today. Actress Andrea Martin is 73 from SCTV. Yeah, good things. She's 73. Rapper Pitbull is 39 years old today. Rapper? Mm, I don't know. Sort of. I guess. When's he going to announce his foray into politics? Oh, that's what a ticket that would be. President Pitbull. And Vice VP Cardi B. (laughs) Be perfect. (laughs) Be perfect. Pitbull's 39 years old. Oh, this guy with the dale and the things with the songs. I don't play no games, so don't don't, don't get it confused. No, because you will lose. Yeah. Now now pump, 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 pump it up and back it up like a Tonka truck. 
Back it up like a Tonka truck. Back it up like a Tonka truck. Dolly. Dolly. Worldwide. Actor Chad Lowe is 52 years old today. There's so many awful people in the world. Electronic dance musician Skrillex is 32 years old today. Skrillex, if I'm not mistaken, is also the name of uh, Cameron Diaz's new daughter, I think. No, no, that's Radix. I'm sorry. Skrillex is 32 years old today. This fucking song. You may remember he did this with Diplo and Justin Bieber. Ugh. Oh, my God. All right, enough. Enough. Enough of that. How is that music? Oh, my God. How? Actress Regina King, 49 years old today. Have you seen uh, Watchmen? Oh, that is such a good series. I haven't seen any of it. That I, is I such a good series. Everyone's saying it's the best thing. If you're a fan of the original comic, it is such a good series. Yeah, I got to get on board that sometime. And actress Dove Cameron, uh, Disney's own from uh, Liv and Maddie and The Descendants, 24 years old today. You were probably spared the Descendants phenomenon because you got a boy. Yeah. Um, uh, having a daughter... It was all descendants all the time. It's all the house. descendants of the Disney it's villains. The kids of all the Disney villains. Right, right, right. Who uh, are bad to begin with, but then they turn over a new leaf and then they have to fight against their own parents to protect the kingdom that's now run by Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, again, we're talking about things you do for your kids. Yeah. I would watch this with my kid. <laughs> There's three of them, by the way. There's three descendants. And I got to say, Catchy as God damn. Really? Now, I got totally caught up in it. I'm like sitting there watching with it. It's like, so does Mal know that her mother is on the way from Evil Island to come? Or we're having deep conversations about this. Dude, however, you can connect with your kids. The music was catchy. The, the choreography. These kids are talented. Here's a little bit from Descendants, too. I did that with Star. My kids are Star Wars nuts, so that that, oh, that brought me yeah. back. I oh, mean, that I really was a struggle for you. It to wasn't get on a board struggle, Star Wars, but we connect with it, and he we have conversations about it, so it's the same thing. Yeah, it's true, I suppose. It's you know, that's it for today's celebrity birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. All right, and because it's Wednesday, what we'd like to do is take a look at a smash hit song that I'm sure you'll remember, done by an artist who never really enjoyed that kind of success again. We call those people. One Hit Wonders. Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. All right, this is a classic. I can't believe we haven't talked about this sooner. I want to thank Brenda who suggested this one. The artist today, uh, her given name anyway, she was born Antonia Cristina Basilata. Any guesses as to what major metropolitan city she was born in, Eddie Pence? Her um, hometown. Any I, guesses? I have an idea. You have an idea? Yeah. You want to you venture an idea? You want to venture a guess? Philadelphia. All right. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Antonia's family did, however, move to Las Vegas, and it was there that she learned how to become a dancer. Started off as a cheerleader in high school and then went on to become a dancer and, in fact, a huge choreographer. She worked with some of the biggest names in show business in music videos, television, and in movies. She choreographed, uh, along with David Byrne, the music video for Once in a Lifetime, for example. She did work with David Bowie on several of his tours. Worked with Bette Midler, Tina Turner. She choreographed American Graffiti. 
That Thing You Do, Legally Blonde, Peggy Sue Got Married, Charlie Wilson's War, The House Bunny. At the age of 75, she choreographed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all the dance scenes in that film. Yes, Huge choreographer. But she's also a singer. Her singing career began in 1966, when she recorded a single for an A&M Records that went nowhere, and she did a couple other attempts at singing with no real success. However, it was... In the, in the early 1980s, 1981 to be exact, that she heard a song by another band and she said, I bet I could cover that and make that a hit. Now, the band was a British pop group called Racy. And in 1979, they released a song called Kitty. She heard that song and said, I think I could do something with that. Here's the original song and see if you can guess what song we're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you know by now we're uh, talking about Tony Basil, <laughs> choreographer, dancer extraordinaire who had a smash hit song in 1981 when she took Kitty and she said, what if I sang that from a girl's point of view? We got to change the name. She changed Kitty to Mickey. And could you go anywhere and not hear this no. song over and it's over? all over MTV. And all over, over MTV. And over. Here's 1981's Mickey. video it was all over mtv constantly and it's funny because as i mentioned she was a cheerleader and she reached back to that world she was 37 at the time i think when she did that video oh my god she's 75 and she choreographed once upon a time in hollywood yeah um she did all that cheerleading stuff and was one of the biggest videos on mtv at the time in fact she released the song in 1981 did not chart and then they reissued it in 1982 once MTV started playing the video, and it was a, a smash. Yeah. It was number two in the UK, number one in Australia, and number one here in the US, in Canada as well, by late 1982. A year and a half after its re- original release, it was a smash hit song internationally. Wow. It also started a big controversy because many groups 
I'm sure the one million moms, had they been around at the time, would have been <laughs> complaining about it. Said it was a, an obscene song and should not be on the radio. Why? Many people, like rock critic uh, Robert Christgau, by the way, said the lyrics were so obscene that they not should not be allowed to be played on the radio. One lyric in particular, Eddie Pence. Here's the lyric I'm going to pray uh, play for you mm-hmm. and i will pray for you uh, as please well. play for me i will play My soul. this for you see if you can guess why they thought it was obscene oh okay i could see that i'll take it like a man <laughs> give it to me any way you can they say that was promoting anal sex that she take was, it like a man is what she was asking to get butt fucked By Mickey. She'll take it any way you can. I'll take it like a man, meaning it. I'll take it in the can. Wow. And they said that is disgusting and those lyrics should not be allowed to be played on American radio. That's great. Everybody should take it in the can. (laughs) Says Eddie Pence, the man who loves things. I'm just saying, experiment and have fun. I'm just saying that was never intended at all. No, of course not. What you have to remember is the song originally was a song called Kitty, written by a boy's point of view about his girlfriend. So he was saying, I'll take it like a man. I'll be able to handle you like a man. All she did was change Mickey. She changed the name, but she never changened any of the other (laughs) lyrics. So inadvertently, the song sounded like she was asking for anal sex, but that that was not the case I like this song even more now. I bet you do. So there you go. That's today's one hit wonder. As you can imagine, Tony Basil never really had another success like Mickey. She is today's one hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Eddie Pence will take it like a man. That's it for today's show, boys and girls. It's going to be easy with the impossible worker coming out. Yeah. All lubed up. Take a impossible. <laughs> be all lubed up. And- <laughs> The fucking anal leakage. <laughs> I don't think anal leakage is a byproduct of the impossible. We'll burn. see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll give you an update on tomorrow's show. That's reason enough to come back, right? If, and if you don't need more reason to come back, you guys have masturbated in some weird places. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's topic on Sex University, you, the beloved Garmy, will be featured as we talk about weird places that you've pleasured yourself. This stems, of course, from that story of the guy who was in the restaurant in Oregon, (laughs) took 15 cops and a taser to stop him from masturbating. (laughs) Where's the weirdest place you ever masturbated? I'm still collecting stories, so feel free to uh, give me a call on the Ralph Report hotline or send me an email at ralph at theralphreport.com. Tomorrow, we'll go through the many places that you guys... Can't wait. Did the deed. Uh, now, come on. How can you not listen to that show, right? <laughs> Between Eddie's anal leakage and where did you masturbate? Oh, I'm going to send this one to the museum. I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>